I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and I have someone on the podcast today who has a lot of stories that are very juicy. Um, I think she's going to have a lot of advice for you meatballs also, just about like creating your own content and Hollywood and how to survive in a new town and how to be adorable as fuck because she's so cute. Oh my God, guys, listen to her voice. Her voice even sounds cute. Thank you. I just, from doing podcasts, I've finally gotten used to the sound of my voice. Because you know when you would hear it in your answering machine when you were a kid? Oh yeah. And you were like, oh, is that what I sound like? But now that I've done podcast for press I've finally started to like she can into myself I feel like and into my voice I'm so proud of you <laughs> thank you yeah she, <laughs> only she took can't. x amount of years that I won't say oh perfect yeah. I mean you could say it this yeah. is a safe space yeah. right meatballs no I think she's just gonna listen to this podcast over and over again to hear her voice absolutely that's how confident you are yeah. with the voice now um well that voice is um a published author she's a writer she has a new book that just came out that you guys should all rush to either Amazon to buy or to book Barnes and Nobles. I don't know about many other bookstores. Yeah, that it's on Target.com. It's on iBooks, Books a Million, Powell's. If you live in LA, there's some copies over at Book Soup. Ooh, love yeah. Book Soup. If you're ever in LA, go to Book yeah, Soup. Yeah, it's a really cool independent bookstore. And pick up According to a Source yeah. by the fabulous Abby Stern. Guys, welcome, Abby. Thank you for having me. Yes. How's your day going? My day is good. Um, we're sitting here having some sparkling rosé and she's got these meatballs right in front of me that I'm trying to figure out how long I have to wait to seem polite until I dig in. Oh my god no one has to be polite in this house at all and there's Locatelli cheese next to them if you want to use some cheese. I think I'm gonna get into it. (laughs) I love it no she also you're my first podcast guest to bring me something this is so exciting. I feel so honored I'm excited to be on here I feel like I was such a stalker about wanting to be on because I do listen to this podcast oh I God, really stop. do like I know we're gonna get there but the just enough I am the girl that I only follow tennis because it's the only sport that I've ever played or really loved and so it's super helpful because I don't know anything about sports and when that stuff goes on and people are talking it's you just I'm so lost you yeah tune out um so yeah so again thank you for having me I'm super excited oh my god yay well you're amazing and you're such an inspiration um we're gonna get into all things Abby all right Um, it's like a therapy session (laughs) I know but I don't have to pay you (laughs) exactly yeah you're welcome meatballs I hope this is like a therapy session for you and we answer any questions that you have about life remember you can always email me at what's your jersey at gmail.com um so let's get into just enough let's just start it off uh there just isn't enough going on right now in sports (laughs) <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I mean, we are digging deep this week. I mean, all I can tell you is that the football training camps have started. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I think the only one that's kind of close to us is the Dallas Cowboys camp in Oxnard. So how do they decide that? Like, why isn't it in Dallas? I know. It doesn't make Texas any sense. Anywhere. I think it's a little too fucking hot in Texas right now to but be having a training camp. here, and it's been humid, too. It so has. I feel like that's not 
I think maybe they just want some more fans in LA. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could answer that question. Right. Um, meatballs, if anyone knows why the training camps are in California. Or in different please. cities, because, right? Are they ever in? No, they're not. That's so weird. Maybe it's to, like, toughen them. I really don't know. I, but, but I do have to say the doubt she just took a bite of a meatball. That was great. That was like the cutest bite ever. Good job. Thank you. You killed it. The Dallas Cowboys are just, just being assholes lately. Really? Why? Oh my God. No, it's like one thing after another. Like last week we talked about Ezekiel Elliott, how he got into a bar fight. And it's just like, he's just, he kind of reminds me of that like new like kid at college. He's like feeling like big man on campus, like sophomore year, you know, like first year you're there and you're like pledging a frat and you're like not cool. And then sophomore year, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to be a dick. And like, everyone's going to talk about me, but I can get away with it. But like, it's kind of hot like all the girls still want right. to like hook up with you yeah. I don't know I know was That's there anyone at USC that like you liked like that oh god no you know what uh, I was just telling her before the podcast I am such a bad sports fan and like everybody still goes back for all the games and I never do you and don't I feel do like it I know I'm I love the social aspect of it but mm-hmm. it's also such a commitment <laughs> that like you know we're all so crazy busy at this point that I just don't know if I can commit to something like sports or a team like, I, mean, I mean thinking about all the all of the time and the Saturdays and like it's a lot it, it really is a lot and I feel like I would be a bad fan no you wouldn't I, you'd be adorable you could wear what you're wearing right now she's wearing these adorable like black cutoffs with like leopard print oh, little sneakers and like this it's kind of like a jersey long sleeve tee with like cutouts on the shoulders and your hair is like half up half down like this is a perfect sporting event outfit really? and that's half the battle of going okay. to a game Right? Yeah. I, I yeah. It's the other thing. I don't feel like I have the wardrobe. Oh my god! All you need are like a cute pair of cutoffs okay. or jeans, uh, even like just like a cute white like wife beater tank top. Okay. If that sounds like not politically correct to like say wife beater, but like yeah. that's what they're called, right? Yeah. I think that's it. Do like, you know what? When I say that, I just I always still, even though it's been so long, I just see K Fed. Like. <laughs> I just see him in like the long khaki shorts. I guess they're not shorts because they're not jeans, but like, yeah. And like the head wrap, the white head wrap with the newsboy hat on top. Oh, Oh, man. Did you see him at clubs when you first moved to LA? I never saw him. I saw Britney. You saw him. Crazy period. We're going to have to pause the just enough section. I want to hear about your Britney sightings. I mean, they were, it was like 2007. So it was. Yeah, it was before everything really she went down. She shaved the head down. in 2008. Oh, yeah. It was before everything really went down, but she was getting divorced, and she was just out. You know, fun fact, yeah. aside from the clubs, better Britney stories. What? She loved Sir. Really? But, so, but, you know, the first time I heard about Sir, it was because people, when I was doing freelance journalism, they were talking about it, and they said, Britney's at Sir. Britney loved... This was pre-Housewives. Nobody knew Elisa Vanderpump from yeah. anything. But um, I remember I went there once for like a reporting job um, and they had great cobbler and they had great sangria. And I was like, I will come back here anytime to talk about Britney Spears. And I was like, I get why Britney loves it. Um, it's so but cute. Yeah, she there. loved. Sir. I, I, and so when it became a thing, that's what was weird to me because I was like, oh, I thought this was a thing like way back 
in 2007. It's like Britney discovered Sir. Yeah, kind of. That's so funny that I've never heard that either. Like you think Lisa Vanderpump would be posting that everywhere. Well, it was so long ago. It was was really, this was pre- Everything. Yeah. I this mean, there like, was Facebook, but no one really used it as a marketing tool. That's true. Or anything. It was to stay in touch with your college roommate. Yeah. <laughs> or it. invite people to parties. Yeah. <laughs> see like that, like your friend from high school or the bitch from high school got fat. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Like very mean girl stuff was yeah. on Facebook. Uh, that like that was about it. Not just posting all of your comedy show flyers and yeah, being no, like, or all of your book writings <laughs> and pandering to people. Yes, um, go to Abby Stern's Facebook and <laughs> at Abby Stern Writer. There you go, and like her page, yeah. and tweet at her, and send her all the things. Wait, so when you saw Britney out, was she a brunette yeah, or was she a she blonde? Was blonde. She was. Oh, yeah. thank God. She was dating. What was that guy? Okay, I think I'm sadly going to get his name right. J.R. Rodham. He was like something in the music industry. Oh, he was a producer. Was, yeah. Okay. It was pre-Adnan. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, she was just kind of chill, like sitting at the table, like nothing crazy. But I remember seeing her and... I've seen her a few times since, and it's just every time you're in her presence, it's just... And I'm from Louisiana, so oh I mean, my God. it's... It couldn't be a bigger Britney fan. And you just feel this energy. And it's kind of electric. And that sounds so cheesy, but... No, it is. That's so (laughs) funny because I talked about this on... um My episode with Chris Booker, where he, you know, he works for Amp Radio, did MTV, like all the things, Britney. And he was like, don't meet your idols. He was like, Jacqueline, I don't think you should meet Britney Spears. And I kind of agree with him on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, just um, it's funny. A friend of mine did her meet and greet recently. And I guess, you know, Felicia from back in the day runs it. The person that used to be her like. Oh, um, Felicia. Yeah. (laughs) See. Um, (laughs) But so they say like, okay, like if you were going to take a picture, if you want to do something with Britney, you have to tell her because she's super shy. So she'll pretty much do whatever pose you want, but you can't just like, just like force it it on her. Yeah. And they also said, um, if she blinks, we're going to retake it. We're going to say you blinked. We're never going to say Britney blinked. Oh God. (laughs) So I thought that was so funny, but they saw the costumes and everything and it sounded super cool. But, um, yeah, but it was. I asked my friend and he was like, I finally got to meet her after all this time. I love it. It was so quick, but I don't know. I feel like. I feel like I'm close to Brittany. Like I'm closer to her having you sitting on oh, my couch now. Wow, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that is that is a compliment. <laughs> Screw this fucking book. I that know. is the compliment of the day. I love it. So Stassi Schroeder would be so excited to know that Brittany used to go to Sir. Well, maybe she. I don't. I don't think she was here yet. I think she was still like at school. But she is going to be the most excited one about this Britney Sir yeah. sighting. Um, so just enough, back in it. Uh, right. <laughs> so yeah, we were talking about Ezekiel Elliott being a hot mess. And now we have Lucky Whitehead this week, who the Dallas Cowboys dropped on Monday because there was a warrant out for him because he supposedly shoplifted something. Which, I'm sorry, have you seen the roster on the Dallas Cowboys? They're kind of fuck-ups, and they're kind of like... See, I don't know this. This is good for me to know. They are. That's the thing. It's like, he got like a slap on the wrist, and other people are literally like slapping people like the way they shouldn't be. And the Dallas Cowboys is just like, nope, you're done. Like, trying to make an example out of him. And then the next day, it was an identity theft thing. So he got dropped of all charges and dropped from the team the day before and they couldn't go back and now Wait, they couldn't? no that's it they're making an example out of him and now he signed with the Jets so everything's good okay. and happy in uh, Lucky Whitehead's um, 
land or world or whatever. But like cowboys, like get it together. Like what are you doing? Like that is like just that even though it's sports, that's something that reminds me of like the entertainment industry that well, no. would bother me so much and be like, what the fuck? Exactly. Like, this is so unfair. No, but that he, okay, Jerry Jones, like the head of the Dallas Cowboys reminds me of Lisa Vanderpump and all the Dallas Cowboys are basically like the oh Sir God. Pump cast where they keep fucking up, but they like can't get rid of them. But then they like fired Kristen. So that's like firing Lucky Whitehead. Like it's oh like, they're all just like See, screwing these around. These are analogies that are helpful. <laughs> See, today. isn't it helpful? Yes. The Dallas Cowboys are like <laughs> the cast of Vanderpump rules. Like we can't get enough of them. And like, Jerry, like they love how all the small stories, like any other sports team, these really wouldn't be that big of a deal. But because it's the Cowboys, it's like totally pumped up and like everyone cares and everyone's talking shit. And I don't know. I think it's going to be a fun season to watch them actually. You're making me want to like watch yes, it. If yes. I can like, do you watch the Cowboys? I Is do. one of your teams? Well, I might have to like stalk you and tag along with you because <laughs> I'm just going to be like in the corner, like drinking a dirty martini or something. I like, love that shots, you would drink a like... dirty martini during a football game. I respect that so much. I mean, you just got to drink whatever you feel. Sometimes oh, yeah. it's a shot. Sometimes it's a beer. But like, I oh. feel like, especially since I wouldn't know what was going on, I would need like a strong, stiff one. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes a good cold. I like a good cold beer, like on the beach. I love it with sushi. What? Yeah, beer oh, with like sushi. Sake bombs? No, just a good like You're like no, Jacqueline. <laughs> well, I like both I mean, oh god, I feel like I'm just getting bloated already talking about like a sake bomb. It's okay. Um, it's but fine. no, like a good beer at like Sugarfish or Kazunori. Okay, I feel like a terrible LA native. I've lived here for 10 years now and I've never been to Sugarfish. Well, it's only been open for like three. So like, I'll give you a pass on that, but the rest is like unacceptable. Tell the meatballs why it's amazing. Sugarfish is run by this guy. Um, His last name is Nizawa, or his first name is Nizawa. I'm going to get this wrong, but... um, they he first had a restaurant in Studio City uh, on Sushi Row, and they literally called him the Sushi Nazi. So not the Soup Nazi from Seinfeld, the Sushi Nazi, because you pretty much got what you got, and if you didn't like it, too bad. Um, and he started opening up these restaurants, and it's a chain in LA, and they have a, one, maybe two in New York now. Um, there's no reservations. Everyone has to wait in line, no matter who you are. No. But they have preset like prefixes so it's they called trust me light trust me and I want to say it's super trust me but that's wrong and the rice is warm which sounds horrible but it is amazing they give you certain sauces on something certain things you need to dip in the soy sauce but it melts in your mouth and I swear there's some kind of crack or like Adderall or something in it because (laughs) once you have it you will crave it for like the next two weeks stop I swear like it's insane. Like, I love and it. And you just have to have it again. All you're thinking about, you're like, oh, I wish I was at Sugarfish. Oh, why am I not at Sugarfish? I know. Right I have now? a lot of friends that say that, and I'm like, I don't get it. And they do a decent takeout, but there's nothing compared to doing it. There. I don't like sushi takeout. Like, I don't usually post don't. Like, they're going to be the best one out of everything because they do it in a nice little box, and all the sauces are. It does look very cute. It's super cute. It looks um, very goopy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that's perfect analogy. Very um, goopy. <laughs> but yeah, no, you've got to go sugar, and they have an all hand roll place as well oh i like hand i like that better one in westwood there's one downtown i think they're opening or did open one in santa monica and it's like guys if you're ever in la it's so cheap it's five hand rolls for 19 bucks and one of them is lobster stop it's like my jam that sounds like a great date place well here's the only thing it lasts for like 30 it's a really quick because it's the hand rolls the sushi sugarfish would be better for a date okay sushi like is the kazunori one 
Cousin Ori would be good for like a first Bumble date. Yeah, like that way you're like in and out. You just signed up for Bumble. Congrats. No, don't hate yourself, (laughs) please. I feel like that's unless you get introduced from friends, which is which I just did, and it was horrible. Oh my god, what happened? Just no chemistry. Like he made me feel dead inside. Oh (laughs) god, not a good. So I was like, "Eh, maybe I should try and sign up for this and. You know what I think? I think every bad date experience leads you to the good one. You know, like you got to go through it. It's like it's like training for a sport. (laughs) You just got to do it. You're practicing right now. I was locked away for like two years doing this stuff. So I now it's time. I'm getting back out there. You're getting out there. What's it like? What's on your Bumble profile? Nothing. Just photos. (laughs) I do not want you to like me for my personality. I want you to think I'm hot and we'll go from there. (laughs) You are hot and you have a great personality and a great mind. We're going to work on your Bumble profile after this. I don't don't know. No. On my last podcast um, with Drew Carter, he gave gave all these like I, I heard it oh you heard it yeah, so he like, gave tips you know, on it here's the one thing I took from it how he was like just say like hey what's up mm-hmm. and I said so because one of my best friend who I love to death I was asking her because she does this a lot um and she said you should ask some she said my friend asks like frosted flakes or, or cinnamon toast crunch and like if because you need to see if it's somebody you'd want to continue with no and so I was like well the only thing I would have is Rolling Stones versus Beatles but that seems so like Rolling Stones yeah thank oh I knew I liked you <laughs> yes I knew I liked you so I was, much I um, was never yeah, a big no, Beatles uh-uh, person no that just wasn't my jam <laughs> and you have the stones why yeah um I just I was like I just can't go there I literally just would have, I, and I hate it because I want like an alpha guy so I don't want to say hi first but, that's what's annoying about it but it like messes with the laws of like attraction and like how like the hunting aspect of being a man so after that it's like up to them yeah like I'm literally like I'm not talking to you unless you like yeah you, you just say, have to like give them a little tap and if the guys think you're cute they're gonna respond back I mean men are visual creatures I hate to say it but yeah. like that's just how it is at the beginning then yeah. you have to get them to care about you that's the tough part <laughs> then that is no the it's not yeah. you're great just be yourself just be cool. That's the thing. I feel like every guy I've talked to recently, I don't know. I'm sorry if we're getting into dating advice, yeah, but sorry. who doesn't want dating advice? I know. I was like, sorry, what's your jersey? Or, no. Sorry, I mean, just enough. Like, I mean, that's I'm, what happens when I've finished like my whole glass of champagne. <laughs> it's great. And there's more to come. And still. there's meatballs. There's I'm everything. Go in for another bite. Do it. I think every guy I've talked to recently when it comes to dating is like, I kind of don't want to play games. I don't want a lot of like back and forth. Like I just want a girl to be chill and a girl to just be busy and do what she does. And I think the busier you are, the less you have to worry about not being available because you both just want to see each other during your free time. And it's not like you're just waiting around for them. You're doing your shit. Totally. You know, and I think that's the key to it and not spending too much time together. I know that sounds weird in the beginning. Yeah. But I think like once or twice a week. Finding the person you want to spend the time with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I I really, I want you to report back and I'm going to let the meatballs know how your dating life's going. I will. I hope there's something to report. Or this could be your next book. It could. <laughs> you know? It could. Yeah. I mean, why not write about it if it's a bunch of bad dates? Get it on paper. Yeah. Make it make it worth it. <laughs> I don't know. Do guys get scared, do you think, about dating someone that's no, a writer? You know, it's funny though. Guys that I have dated mm-hmm. uh read the book or when I first announced it, they were so excited. They're like, I'm am I in the book? Am I and I said, Oh, well, if it's a good character, 
then I definitely would not say that was you. Like, if they were a good guy, no. You're like, no. Like, no, no. There's a, there a romantic interest in there, and he is sadly 100% fictional. And I had a Wait, girl, which one? Ethan Nick. or Nick? Nick. Oh, Ethan Nick is, sounds cool. Ethan, Great. sadly. Was that, did that actually happen? So not completely like that, but. Can you tell the meatballs what Ethan does in the book, or um, is that well, a spoiler I mean, he's alert? pretty much breaks up with her kind of out of the blue so it wasn't necessarily for the reasons in the book but I remember I did live with someone and they like broke up with me I'm like and it was like 30 minutes into like us breaking up or him breaking up with me and I remember being like wait does this mean you're moving out because I hadn't you know when I was young and I was like oh my god so now this is a whole nother layer on top of that's that that's the hard what? thing about moving in if you break up it's not just losing a it boyfriend like a it's like yeah without the like Without the Stop. fun settlement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Without the no, no divorce al- no alimony. <laughs> Trust me on that one. That's what's um, so scary about it. Yeah, but um, but Nick, sadly, is like a figment of my imagination. And a girl was telling me yesterday that she'd read it. And she was like, I wish he was real. I'm like, you and me both, sister. I mean, like, maybe he is. And maybe you're just like law of attractioning it and yeah. doing like the secret and just putting those Nick vibes in the universe yeah. for yourself. Sure. I, I could maybe go with that. I feel like uh, he reminded me of some of the guys I know maybe I can say yeah I need to pay it forward I was set up with my main squeeze through a friend so I feel like it's my turn to set people up okay you know yeah right you got to give it back um I hate to disappoint you with the just enough section but all I really could talk about was kind of the Dallas Cowboys controversy so I thought since you've done you know freelance celebrity reporting stuff yeah we could talk about about what's happening in entertainment for the two other subjects um Amy Schumer was just quoted. <laughs> I love this. Wait, I haven't heard this. You yet. haven't heard no, this? I oh haven't. my god. No. Okay. Um, Amy Schumer was supposed to play Barbie in the Barbie movie. Yes. You know, everyone was like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> like and we then don't she get it out for like scheduling conflict or something. I'm sorry, right? that's not. I feel like that's something. Like, that's the version of exhaustion. For, I, yeah, right? Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. I'm exhausted. But... No, you've just blown an. I don't yeah. want to go there. Whatever. Exactly. We know. <laughs> we know. Um, so she dropped out as Barbie, and now, and I can't wait to hear your opinion okay. on this. Um, Anne Hathaway is supposedly in like final negotiations for this. I did just see that. I don't know. Amy's response to it was Hathaway Smathaway. Ooh. <laughs> right? Shit. And then she wrote, JK, JK, JK. She's perfect. Can't wait to see it. So I want to wait. Were those tweets? Those were on her Instagram. Instagram. Do you know how far apart they were? I wonder how quickly her publicist called her and was like, you better clean this shit up, bitch. That's an Oscar winner. And you have been in train wreck. I know. The Goldie Hawn movie it did horribly. <laughs> oh, my God. That was probably one of the worst movies I've ever I seen. I never saw it. I love Goldie. So I, I just love can't Goldie. See it. I, Overboard I, I, is one I'm, of my. Like, yes. Overboard, Private Benjamin. Are yes. you kidding me? Like life. I mean. I feel like Kate Hudson would be a good Barbie. I would love to see that. She just that. shaved her head. Did you see that today? No. For a role. She just shaved her head. What? I saw it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my crazy. God. I saw it on social media or maybe on people.com or something. But yeah. Well, I just threatened to shave my head to my um, boyfriend. <laughs> Were you having like a Britney moment? <laughs> no, yeah, making fun. I as I I bless all of you who have amazing, beautiful, long hair like yourself. I am not blessed with that. Where I have to sometimes clip in extensions. Oh, I had so in ex- my publicist made me take them out. I had so in extensions for like three, four, no, like five years, and they were like, "You need to be relatable. You're an author now." And <laughs> so I've had them out, and like, yeah, no, Your girl, still pretty and long. <laughs> it used to be like thick 
I know. It's, I feel sexy with like long, yes, like weaves and hair I flips. I totally get it. But it's probably not sexy when he's walking behind me and he's like, you have a clip sticking out. And, and like at night, like my head would be on his arm and he's like, it's hurting me. And so I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to shave my head. How about that? How do uh, you feel about that? No, it was always so weird when you were like dating someone new and they would like run their hands oh. on the back of my head. And I would be like, because oh, it was a weft and it was sewn in. So I was just like, oh, um, yeah. And I was like, and don't fly <laughs> her too hard or pull it from the top. Like, <laughs> sorry, dad, if you ever listen to this, which oh. he probably will because he does listen Yay. to everything. So I'm sorry, dad. I mean, it's like they were playing tug of war. They were yeah, playing a cute sure. game. No, I get it. So I've, I've been rocking the no weave look for the past two days. And I kind of, I kind of like it. I've just been doing very straight, like a bob, like straight down the middle. And I feel like sleeker hair. It's probably shoulder length. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm for, I have a comedy show tomorrow. I'm definitely going to throw them in there. I do like a Beyonce impression and so much more effective when you like flip your head over and flip it back. And I don't know, more hair, the better. I say keep the clippings in anyway. So Kate Hudson shaved her head. Yeah, I just saw that. How, how did it look? I mean, like Kate Hudson with a shaved head. She's still beautiful. She but is. She had no hair and it was definitely a dark root. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So Anne Hathaway is Barbie. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I a- still don't know if I've recovered from the Oscar campaign yet. <laughs> right? Like it feels like that it was, was like ch- it's too soon almost to come back like that. I yeah. I did love that. Was it The Intern with Robert De Niro? Yes. Loved that movie. I saw it recently on HBO. I liked it. Yeah. Made her more relatable. I, I like felt bad for her in it. And I feel like for a while it was just like she was everyone was just too much Anne Hathaway throwing yeah. it down our throats where the intern was like, oh, you feel bad for her. And oh, yeah, good. I want to like her. Yeah. I hope she just doesn't screw it up. I know. She's one of those people like you do have this friend where like a friend of me or something where you're always like, I know they've got such a good heart, but sometimes they just do shit to piss me off and then they'll be so great and they'll do something. You're like, why? I was just starting to like really get into you and like you fucked it up. Exactly. That actually. That's how Hathaway is for me. (laughs) (laughs) I and like what I guess they'll spray tanner and put like a good weave on her. I don't know what they'll do. I can't imagine her. I want my Barbie to look like Barbie. Just like I want my Britney to be a blonde Britney. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That's it. I mean, I don't know what the script is going to be like. I'm sure it's going to be amazing and whatnot. That's funny about the Amy Schumer tweet, though. I know. Instagram. It made me happy. Yeah. And then the other thing, Angelina Jolie. She's on the cover. Vanity Fair. I saw that she was on the cover, but I haven't seen the headline. Apparently, it's an 11-page article. Okay. With like no like inside scoop really like it's just like all kind of talking about her movie and how she's like trying What's the movie I don't even know what the movie's yeah, name that's, is which that's is not terrible a great article. it's not a great article I like can't even remember mm-hmm. she's basically talking you need to pour yourself some more <laughs> she is talking about how her kids have begged her to take cooking classes okay. <laughs> because apparently she's an awful chef. Um, and they've been living in this house for nine months and she's like itching to travel. Okay. I think nine months of not traveling is a big deal for her. Yeah. She used to be traveling all around the world. True. But she also did announce that she has Bell's palsy, which is really sad, but livable. Like she can still work and do stuff. Like it's not like she's bedridden, you know? So that's basically what the article is about. Didn't really give any inside scoop on her and Brad. Two things. Okay. Two questions slash thoughts, opinions. Yes. One, we never hear about her having any friends, which I think is really weird. She's not a girl's girl. Yeah. I feel, and I feel like she would have a much better life if 
like listen child i want children children are lovely but like i feel like she needs some friends she, she needs, needs someone to, to kind talk of, to yeah <laughs> like, you know jennifer aniston she had everybody courtney cox jennifer meyer yeah. like she has a million friends chelsea handler at the time but she just you never hear about her out with friends like and you still see brad about with george and oh, all yeah. that kind of stuff he's and got Matt a Damon. crew yeah so i i mean like i have compassion for her but mm. like also i'm like you well, I'm kind of scared. I don't know if I'd want to be your friend. I know. And then also when they got divorced when it was first announced, was Vanity Fair the magazine that Brad did where he did that whole interview and was like uh, saying that he was drinking too much and all I that stuff? I think he did GQ. With GQ, you're it right. It was GQ. Okay, because I was going to say that would be so weird if they like had both sides of the story, but you're totally right. That's <laughs> that would have been bad. much cooler for Vanity Fair. It's funny because in your book, you do mention, or Ella says, your main character, mm-hmm. that it's so important to have girlfriends around you when you're going through a breakup absolutely that was the one thing that I feel like I learned from my first breakup was that I never let my friendships go and it was never like oh I'm like finally in love and dating someone can't do it someone and thank god I didn't do that because everyone was so there and rallied around me and it was because I didn't just like say bye like that's the thing I think it's really hard to balance I know I go through it but I think you need to keep your own life and keep your own girlfriends. And I, I've always been told by boyfriends that I like put too much emphasis on my friends, like to a fault Ooh. where I don't give them enough attention. So I'm like really trying to do all the things, okay, you know, and like blend the groups. And it's just, you can't let that go. Girls, boys, yeah. anyone because listening. People, yeah. I mean, like you look, need your friends as sad as it is. Sometimes relationships or are even, finite and you know, like you just, can't give up your whole life for another person because how much will you resent that yourself at the end of the day for that choice exactly out on you'll start to hate each other yeah it's also not even if you're going through a breakup even if you're going through something like you need someone to call to like talk you off the ledge or to be like you're being fucking crazy right now yes exactly but I do I think friends are so important that is something um it was a really nice compliment that I feel like I've gotten on the book is that they say that the female characters are well-rounded and they also like they are girls girls and they're not trying to like be bitchy and catty with each other and I hadn't even cognizantly done that but it was nice to kind of hear from a reader's perspective and I was like oh good I'm glad that that I love that actually came across because well, that's what I would hope I would never want it to be like 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 mean girls part yeah. two well one thing I did like and I, I wanted you to talk about for the meatballs to hear okay. Um, your main character at one point kind of throws her best friend under the bus. Yeah. And it's an accident, but it still doesn't change the fact that she does. Yeah. It was a it slip still of the sucks. tongue and she was doing it for the right reasons in the moment, which we've all, I mean, I, anyone who knows me who's listening to this will know <laughs> I have tasted my fair share of shoe leather yeah. putting my foot in my mouth. Like I, it's never intentional, but it doesn't mean the effects and the collateral damage don't exist. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to know that's... like your advice on how to bounce back from that and about forgiveness. Yeah. Well, I mean, forgiveness, first of all, I mean, and you can tell that somebody has been to therapy when they talk about compassion and, you know, the whole <laughs> like um, that quote that uh, drinking is being angry is like drinking poison, hoping the other person will die and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that's true. It is. You're only harming yourself. Yeah. But um, you have to go through the stages of emotions. Sure. And like, I think you obviously need somebody to be ready mm-hmm. if you've messed up. It's funny. Like, I, I hope she doesn't mind. My best friend and I, like we got into like an argument last year, a little bit before it's time when we hadn't really like spoken for like six months. It was just like, we kind of needed a break, 
but we started talking towards the end of the last year and like I sent her a Christmas card and I was just like um, I know it's kind of been like an up and down year for us but like I love you I wish nothing but the best for you and I hope we can get back on track next year and like we had a dinner in early January and then she invited me to her birthday and we've literally been like inseparable since and like sometimes you just need that time and like when you are so close and you're and I'm an only child so like to me my friends are like my sisters for better or for worse and you know sometimes like you just need a break if like you love and like sometimes you'll have a difference of opinion and that's obviously fine but it will get to a place and you're just like let's take a step back so we can come back to our relationship because if we keep trying to like butt heads it's gonna do irreparable damage um yeah I mean I think forgiveness it you have to do it whether you want to or not at a certain point there are some things that are you know slightly unforgivable yeah but there are some offenses but for the most part hopefully also like someone you're that close to wouldn't treat you that horribly intentionally very good with point malice. I think we're all human and yeah, I definitely no one's make perfect. mistakes. And like I am like the first like sometimes to like shoot off a bitchy text if you said something and I'm just like, okay, really? I'm like, mm. and then I'm like, I have to be like, sorry for the bitchy text. <laughs> and I'm like, that was just sorry. a, like, and so I've tried to stop that. But um, I've had a lot of best friends who like to write letters and then not send them, you know, to oh, get all of, I think that helps yeah. if you're really angry with someone. Because sometimes if you're really angry and you react in that moment, whether it's with a best friend, a boyfriend, a parent, a sibling, you say something that's so below the belt, you can't recover yeah. from that. Like, no matter what, you're like, I've seen the ugly and I know what you think of me now. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just, yeah, we could try to get past it, but yeah. that's always going to be in the back of my head. For sure. That's why I'm super glad that like we kind of took like a break for a few months. Because I think time didn't get there and like that's I good. Remember, and I, I spent like a whole therapy. Like that's how much I love her. Like I wasted a whole not wasted, obviously, but I spent a whole therapy <laughs> session talking about this text <laughs> argument. So like <laughs> when you spend money with your therapist to like try and figure out what's <sighs> going on, at least, you know, you really care. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I really love you. I'm I like, spent- I'm like, and I was because I remember being like, how fucking there? And she was like, wow. And I was just like, oh, shit, you're right. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. but she's Sometimes the best. You need a sounding board. I know. You know, that's I love why. I Lauren, if Aww. you're listening. <laughs> if you don't have girlfriends or boyfriends or guy friends, I don't know, yeah. then find a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> or just email me <laughs> and I'll, I'll ask Abby what she thinks and we'll try to give you All advice. All my friends try and get in my therapy session info, though. They're like, well, what did she say about this? And so I'll relate it back and they'll apply it to their own lives I'm like oh I'm so glad I'm like paying for therapy for all of us I know (laughs) you're an angel apparently yeah apparently yeah so that's our just enough section (laughs) uh the Dallas Cowboys are being assholes uh (laughs) Barbie is apparently going to be played by Anne Hathaway and Amy Schumer kind of threw shade and was like JK JK um and Angelina Jolie didn't really open up about much in Vanity Fair but like Good health, and I hope everything yes. works out, Angie. I'm sure she listens to What's Your Jersey. Absolutely. She's, She's a mother. I hope that, you oh, know, yeah. I hope that things everything. go well for her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you, mm-hmm. I want to get into your jersey. Okay. Which is New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Were you born and raised in New Orleans? Yeah, so I was born in New Orleans, and then for until fifth grade, I lived um, across what's called the Causeway, which is a 24-mile bridge. Mm-hmm in a suburb called Mandeville so I used to have to take a bus in every day so I'd wake up at 6 a.m. when I was like five and yeah exactly so now I like live in West Hollywood because I need to be central to things like I cannot like live in Venice it's a lovely romantic dream but like I am not driving (laughs) an hour plus every day um 
Yeah. So I and then I we moved into New Orleans when I was in fifth grade. Um, what was, was that there. like living, like growing up in New Orleans? I mean, I definitely got myself into a little bit of trouble like at Mardi <laughs> Gras, which I hope nobody posts about this, but I'm sure they'll like say mean things. But Whatever. Like, I definitely like, it's you know, Mardi you're, Gras. yeah. And like you're a kid and like you go to, and I don't know if it's the same, but you go to this street called seventh street, which is where all the high schoolers would go and then you can drink and you know, there's like no open container law and like it was crazy. And there was even, um, you could get into bars when you were 18 okay. but you couldn't drink so you get a senior's id and then once you were in they wanted to make money off you exactly they're gonna so, feed you drinks uh, yeah um it was it was crazy but now also i'm the person that when i go back to new orleans i go back and i like rest and sleep and i know i mean i'll go out with my friends but like i'm just like oh la i've been working so much i just want to like go to a good dinner and nap <laughs> what are your favorite dinner spots in new orleans Ooh, um Brightson's what's that it's a really good restaurant um it's just very local New Orleans fair it's on Dante Street everybody should try that Brightson's Um, B-R-I-G-T-S-E-N-S something like that compare Le Pain okay that's a new place in a hotel which actually the winner of Top Chef opened uh, Nina Compton oh that's cool and it was one of the first times we've been somewhere new that we were like, wow, we're blown away. Because a lot of places, just like here, are a lot of hype. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to get my Bud's Broiler number four hamburger, which is kind of the in and out of New Orleans. Ooh, that sounds uh, good. What's really on it? Um, so it is uh, shredded cheddar cheese, onions, and hickory smoke sauce. And it sounds super simple, but I mean, it is... That combo. To die for. Yeah. That sounds amazing. And I got to get my po' boys and, and my muffalotes. I always say there's not enough. I, first of all, I'll admit that I totally starve myself before I go home. <laughs> but there's not enough meals to like eat everything I want. So I always end up missing one of my like standards and like must haves. Okay. Do you like crawfish? I do. You do. I okay. Do. But there's, so it's a season. So it's like when I go home for Thanksgiving, there's no crawfish, you know? Whenever I would go there for habitat for humanity every year like the tail end of jazz fest so it'd be like may so we there was always tons of crawfish everywhere yeah yeah i didn't know that they were like in and out of season that's good to know yeah it's like stone crabs like you know like yeah yeah it's so funny you don't sound like you're from new you actually sound like you're from the east coast people tell me that my parents are both from manhattan so maybe that should be why but also you know in new orleans proper I say y'all all the time, but it's not like we're like, hey, like, want to go like swamp fishing and like see the gators? Like, you know, I'm that was a good act. I, I do a good one. Yeah. But, like, I, but I do. Sometimes I'll slide into it when I'm drinking. I'm yalling. I'll just be like, y'all, like, what are we doing? I mean, I used to do that when I was like 18 and drinking. I thought I was yeah. Britney Spears for a while. So I, I, just I think I just like always her. think I'm her. Yeah. You know, That's forever. Great. Forever. <laughs> Wait, so were you like a little mini Britney living in oh New Orleans? Oh, God, no, I wish. That would have been amazing. <laughs> were you dance competitioning at all? No, I can't dance at all. Oh, um, that's I okay. can't sing at all. <laughs> um, I was trying to do like acting stuff, but. In New Orleans? Yeah, like there would be little things, and they were actually starting to shoot a lot of commercials there, but like nothing of note. Like I would be like an extra, and I would feel like so cool. Of course. I mean, that's how you felt in the beginning. Yeah, like. You're I like, mean, I'm on set. I'm yes. making it. They're going to see me. Mm-hmm. They're going to put me in a scene. I'm going to get all the lines. You never that never happens no never does <laughs> but it's nice to we need to have the hope right oh yeah um yeah no I definitely was not um I always wanted to come here and I always remember like I would beg my mom like just take me out for like a pilot season which by the way like when you're 15 or 16 sounds like it's easy but 
so isn't like you don't think like oh we would have to like rent a place to live you would need somebody to send you out like an agent or whatever Mm -hmm. like and I just remember being so upset and I was like you guys just like aren't even giving me a shot and now also I look back I'm like thank god because like I wouldn't have wanted to end up like one of those kids that kind of like burn out yeah. you know it's a it's a fine line you have to walk I think when yeah. you don't go to college you start your acting career at like 15 well it's like yeah I think it's really important as I've gotten older I've realized how much you need to be a well-rounded person especially for your art oh, because yeah. you need to be able to put something into it some kind of creative energy and experience and if that's all you knew then you can't do that. You, have you need to be to relatable from. to people because we love art because we see either a mirror image of ourselves or we can empathize with a character. And yeah. You need experience to write your books, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of acting teachers that would pull me aside and be like, don't just strictly go to like an acting school. Like you need to experience life. You need yeah. to do all the things. Like I'm happy I went to a university where I could experience all things instead of just strictly like a conservatory where acting was life and that was it. Yeah. You know? I think it's important. For sure. I really do. Maybe. We'll see. We'll yeah, see what I mean, happens. Yeah, with this jury's <laughs> still out for both of us, right? <laughs> exactly. It's so fine. it's all good. No. It's all good. So how did you decide on LA and not New York? Um well, I applied early admission for NYU Tisch and didn't get in. So oh, that was an easy You were like, USC it is. <laughs> I remember, wait, it's kind of a horrible, but funny story. I was getting, I just found out that I didn't get in uh-huh. to NYU, to Tisch. And I had to get my wisdom teeth taken out. And <gasps> What a so, monster week. Right? And so they came out and I came out from the localized anesthesia, general, whatever it is. And I was just bawling. And my mom was like, she was trying to be compassionate, but she's like, they will not let us leave until you stop crying. Get it together. <laughs> oh, no. She was like, I just want to go home. Like, we can, like, you can cry. Like, I understand this is horrible. But she was like, get it together. We need to leave. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I'm so happy I went to USC. I loved it, and it was wonderful. So that's why you and came out to LA. Yeah. I mean, I always, I actually skipped my senior prom and my graduation, my high school graduation, because I'd gotten an internship out here at um, a production company at Warner Brothers, and I'm like, eh, I've been to a prom, and like, graduation, like, I know I graduated, so like, whatever, and I came out here, and I was living at the Oakwood, which of I feel like every, right? Have you watched the Love series, where he lives yes, there? of course. <laughs> and um, I I'm love, J203, love I still remember my building. Shut up. Yeah. Um, there was some weird shit that happened there. A friend of mine and I actually wrote a pilot about it way back in the day, because like, some guy was like, in the hot tub with us, and he was old. He's like, I died in like, 1980, whatever. I'm like, okay, time to get out. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. There's characters there because it's transient. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I did that and I came out and I started interning. And I remember being like, I don't even want to go to college. I just want to do this. And thank God I did. You yeah. Know? But I was so kind of like wrapped up in being on a lot for the first time. And it was so what, cool. Like, do you have any advice for people like first time interns that are listening? Um, yeah. First time interns, do everything that you're asked. Do it with a smile on your face and then go above and beyond somehow. Figure out trying to anticipate people's needs and like just go above and beyond because this is a crazy business and everybody's going to work hard and you've got to always think there's somebody working 10 times harder than you for the same job, whether it's an internship, whether it's a script, whether it's an acting job, directing job, anything. So I would just say always go that extra mile. Yeah. Meatballs. Listen to that. There you go. I yeah. love that. So you were an intern at Warner Brothers. Yes, for a production company. For a production yes. company. And then you went to USC. Do you have any good USC memories? 
I mean, they're all good memories, mm-hmm. but nothing. I wasn't in a sorority, or I was in one for like a hot second. Okay. But I was interning at Endeavor. It was Endeavor back in the day before it was WME. Got it. And, you know, there were activities, and I they were like, you didn't make it to burgers and beer, tacos and tequila. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to have a career. Look um, at you. It's so like you were destined I, to just do all this I, cool yeah. boss bitch shit. So it shit. was just like never. A priority. Yeah, I mean, it was cool, but it just wasn't, and like, it wasn't like the majority of my friends were in the sorority or anything, so I think that helped, that yeah. it didn't feel like I was losing everybody, um, but yeah, no, I've always just loved the arts and wanting to be a part of it, and I love the business side of it, too, and getting to learn that. And That's amazing. Yeah. So did you go into acting straight out of college? I did, like, and how- I had a manager in college. I was auditioning in college still. That's amazing. Um, yeah, and I was doing that, and then... I tried, we were t- discussing a little bit earlier, I tried stand-up after I went through this breakup and I was like, I want to do something that scares me. And so I tried stand-up. Um, and basically for all of you out there, I had one like really funny thing, which was a Rachel Zoe impression of her going into like a third world, Middle Eastern country, giving fashion advice. Ooh. But, like, back in the day when, like, her show was on, it was cool. And she'd be like, oh, my God, like, you're Becca. Like, I die. Like, get a Chanel bag and that goat. And, like, you're a banana. Like, so that was, it's <laughs> that was all good. very. You sound like her. It was all very dated. And I realized that writing another set was, like, probably. I, guess I didn't want to tour and be, like, a tour. Like, my dream was always to write a show and be on the show. Like, very Mindy Kaling, Rachel Bloom. Yeah. That kind of thing. So um, is that what's going to happen with your book? I hope so. We'll I think, see. I, well, that's I mean, what, we're working on it. I have a great book to film agent, so hopefully she's, I mean, I know she's on it. You know, if anyone can do it, it's her. Yeah. I love you, Josie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully, I don't know if I'll get to be on it. Hopefully in some capacity, even if it probably won't be the protagonist. Although like, why do Lena Dunham and Rachel Bloom get to do it? And people are like. I think you can do it. I think I you should. You could 100% I, play I, her. I could, but people don't want to let you. I don't know if you face that oh, kind of I've crazy stuff have. in the industry. And For you're like. Sure. They want a name or someone. I mean, you're up and coming, though. You're more fun. No one knew who Lena Dunham was, Dunham was yeah. before Girls. Except she had Judd Apatow on her side. She did. But you can get a cool producer on your side. Yeah. We'll I, see. I would love it. Look, I just it's really cool to see anything happen with it. But it would be great to be a part of it to perform as well but if not I'll just have to write more shit exactly right? you're gonna like, keep going yeah no so I want to hear about what your first experience doing stand-up on stage was like okay so tell me if this is the same for you first one like I thought I killed and like I did I mean first of all they you fill the audience with your friends totally. so they're gonna always laugh and everyone's gonna be like oh my god you're so amazing and the second time I was always warned it doesn't go as well <laughs> They just said, like, don't worry. It's the second time, like, sophomore. It's going to be, you're kind of going to bomb because it happens to everyone. And that was true. Um, I had to do a lot of bringer shows, too, which were. That's what you do. Yeah. And it's you just feel so bad at a certain point. Like, you're just like, I cannot ask this person to come to the John Lovitz Comedy Club in Universal City one more time. (laughs) They will not be my friend. It's how you really figure out who your real friends are. Yeah. But at a certain point, too, you're like, I I can't go to this bitch's thing either. Exactly. It's so much. You have to like pay it forward. I kind of feel that way. So I don't know about you, but I feel like July has just been a month full of birthdays. Okay. And I've just been on a birthday party run where it started with mine in June, but I was, I was an angel of a friend and I, I went away for my birthday. So no one had to do anything. There was no parties. There was nothing. I went home and my family in New Jersey just took care of it and came back and like everyone just, we just skipped it. 
And now, since then, it's been like one birthday after another. Like I, on Saturday, it was two birthdays. I came from two birthdays yesterday. I have a birthday this weekend. Before that, it was last week we had a birthday. The week before that, it was just nonstop. And these like Thanksgiving, like conceived on around Thanksgiving babies. I feel like I feel like that's it. Like a holiday, like yeah, love November. Jesus Christ, people, coughing season. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but I feel like that's how birthdays are. Where it's like, how many more of these do I have to go to? I'm like going broke doing birthdays. Right? That's how I was with like weddings too. I'm like, it'd be nice to buy myself something at some point. Oh my god, buy you a pie plate from Liam Sonoma, (laughs) right? I don't know. I mean, they're so fun, and you. They are. I think it says a lot about anyone who has like a ton of friends and you know that wants to celebrate with them. But I feel like so many of July, we should just get everyone together in July and just do one big fucking birthday or something. Where like. Just all at once. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm not. I'm not bitter. It's fine. We. I've had a great time. I'm probably a no, little but it's party an bloated. Yeah, it's just an observation. I but get it. That's just, just how. Like, that's kind of a crazy <laughs> amount of birthdays. I can't that? wait for August. Yeah, <laughs> it's right around the corner. It's happening soon. But I feel like that's how bringer shows are, where everyone's like, "Okay, how many more of these do I have to come to?" Mm-hmm. You know, like we've done this before. Yeah. I know. I know what's gonna happen. You're doing the same set. Yeah. Like you haven't changed it. You're gonna come on the mic and say, "Hi guys." Yeah. That was my opening. Do you hey have guys. an opening like a standard? I do. I do have an opening where, I mean, it's basically about drinking like wine tasting on your couch, you know, because who doesn't love a good wine sesh just sitting on your couch watching TV at night alone. But I like to call it wine tasting. So I feel better about life. I don't know. Fully, wholeheartedly. I'm down with that. Right. Can we all relate to that? I think it's great. Anyway, so you decided no stand up and then you went into how did you do doing writing? I had written some pilots and one of them had kind of made its way around. And at first it started looking cool for something. And I remember this was before like Netflix had streaming and all this stuff. And I remember this manager being like the Internet's like the future of like TV. And I was like, oh, like, no, I should have to be on like TV. Um, Not that I was like, but I just thought that internally I would never say that. And look how right he turned out to be it did ended up not going anywhere and I actually still I started working out with a writing partner and we pitch it and still hopefully we'll get it somewhere because it's a really fun show we had it in development with a production company last year and they ended up not I don't think they're doing anything though oh that's um, okay then yeah, so whatever I feel better it's fine um, that was shade whoever knows that um I want to know about like red carpet reporting or having okay. to like write for celebrity magazines like how did yeah. you get into that I feel like that's um, something that was a little bit that is one thing so the according to a source my book is fiction but that is something that's kind of I pulled from my own life um I knew someone through an ex of mine and she was like do you want to come try working for me and so she sent me out and I tried it and like I got good stuff and did reporting and that was it and I'm still there and you're still doing it years (laughs) later well I think it's hard to like blend in like I can't imagine always being like at the same place and like yeah you know I do like mostly like a lot of like events and stuff and so it's just a lot of like it's so funny like I know my questions like unless there's something specific like if you have a kid 
any milestones they've reached? What are you guys reading? Like, I mean, it's just the same stuff backwards and forwards and fashion stuff. What's your best drugstore beauty products that you can't live without that you can recommend? Ooh, what is? What do people um, normally say? A lot of people love Maybelline mascara. Yes, that's great. Um, the pink bottle with the green cap. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Um, Another big one is the Psst Dry Shampoo. It's like P-S-S-S-S-T. I don't remember how many, but it's at like CVS and it's I Live by the Pavilions in West Hollywood. They sell it there and it's like six bucks and it's a good dry shampoo for a... That's good to know. Yeah. So that's a big one. Um, A lot of people have chapstick. <laughs> Lisa Renna, Beverly Hills Housewife, cannot live without her, her chapstick. I love lip gloss. Yeah. I can't live without a new lip gloss. But is it gloss. from... A, a drugstore because no. people will try and give me those starts saying like oh and then this Lemire I'm like no 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 drugstore drug listen store. to the question I like a Burt's Bees grapefruit flavor see chapstick. that perfect That's sound a good bite. one because when then people like then you have to like go back and you have to like pry these answers out and you're like I don't feel like I asked you about ISIS like, yes <laughs> or like about your opinion on what's going on politically like you can really just answer this in a quick because you know you have to transcribe things oh for sure and like some people are like bless their hearts but they will just go on and yeah, you're no. like Just keep it tight succinct what's your favorite red carpet like look because I know all of us are really busy so if someone has to go because not all of us are on the red carpet but if you have to get ready really quickly for like a big dinner or just something where like yes it's not like a prom dress but right but do you mean dressy or because LA kind of is casual too which I love like yeah for me my go-to look is cutoffs white shirt black bra heels that's really cute that's like if I could wear that every day of my life I would wear (laughs) that um or like a cute like black mini I also do this like a black mini or any mini um a button down plaid shirt like a rails one yes leave a few buttons undone so like your bra will show just a tiny bit a little bit classy but like a little bit like oh hi um and heels (laughs) that's cute I haven't rocked that look in a while I love that I mean I feel like I've just given up like if anyone ever sees me I'm gonna probably be wearing one of those two things that's great whatever you're very on brand with yourself it's fine you know what works you're a woman yeah no I love that because that's also a good summer to fall transition yeah and it can also be like day to night sort of a little bit like yeah, I think I do. I wear these things like year round. I just did the Mostly Sports podcast and it's with two other guys and they decided to do their biggest pet peeves with like women's wardrobe. Ooh, what were they? And it, it's just funny to hear men talk about this. I have a brother. So like he and my dad have critiqued what I wear for years. Um, and so I was used to it and like on par with the guys when it came to what they were saying. But they said jumpsuits. They hate jumpsuits. They feel like it looks like you're wearing pajamas and they don't understand Ooh. it. They don't think it's hot. And I was like, what do you mean like I just complimented a girl when I was out to dinner on her jumpsuit and she's like oh my god forever 21 and I was like oh my god you look so cute and they were like nope so apparently men are not fans of jumpsuits I think it makes you look like put together but they were like no you look like you just got out of bed and you put heels on oh wow they don't like them okay yeah they don't like that they also don't like open-toed heeled booties Okay, I can see that. Apparently, they were like, I feel like it doesn't make logi- logistical sense. Yeah, they, they were like, they're just like, why? They feel like the toes are being like suffocated and like pouring out of okay. the front, which I agree. Yeah, and they also hated one piece bathing suits. They were really? like, why are those back in style? So of course, after the show, I sent them all these really hot pictures of like hot chicks and like high cut right, one like pieces, all private parties, every like, yeah. Instagram, and they were like, oh yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I guess that's hot. And I was like, yeah, it's about By like. By the way, Baywatch, isn't those were all that's one That's what pieces. I said. I was like, oh, like you tossed that one piece out of bed? Yeah. Come on. I like a good one piece. I think it's cute. I don't, I haven't had one in a long time because I haven't done some good bathing suit shopping, but it was on my list and now I'm kind of questioning. I know. Well, it's, it's good to hear what guys like, but I think you also should dress for yourself. yourself. Always. Yes. You always gotta go with yourself. (laughs) What makes you happy and what makes you comfortable and confident? Like my boyfriend hates high-waisted jeans that, oh, that's another thing they hated. They hate the mom jean. Mm. And I was like, no, but they're cute. And they're, I think they're so cute on other people. They don't work on me, but I love them. Well, that's good girls. that you know that. Yeah. You know what works on you. For me, I love them and I'm not going to stop wearing them because certain I people don't like them. You. Yeah, I think they're fun and they hold everything in and make a look look together. I love a good bodysuit and that works well with a high-waisted mm-hmm. jean. It certainly does. He also calls bodysuits onesies and thinks that's creepy that I'm wearing something that like snaps and he's like this is something children wear and I'm like it's very different yeah calm down you're like I'm basically Kelly Kapowski not a baby (laughs) (laughs) that was when I first like discovered bodysuits I feel like back then god I love a good Kelly Kapowski anything that's my favorite thing to do on Halloween is to dress up like my favorite 90s like icons oh yeah I've been you know what my dream is I would love to dress up as but I need to like get it together one year because I usually I always say I only dress up for sex or money and those are two separate things like if I have to go to work and it's a costume party like for a work thing I'll uh-huh. do it or like sex um, <laughs> but to be clear two different things um, but I would love to go as Angela Chase from my so-called life and get like a wig that's such and a good do, idea and you got to get like a super hot guy to be your Jordan Catalano yeah Jordan Catalano you yeah. need a Jordan Catalano but, but so that's a you're, you're now it's almost August you're you, clicking it in for me that I feel like I should get my shit together now you'll you'll be on the lookout I feel yeah, like it's for gonna a good, be like flannel long sleeve dress I think that's all that's in right now so yeah. I feel like you could find it Definitely. Um, I want to know what it's like for you juggling dating and not to totally flip subjects, but we're talking about boyfriend for a second, dating and career because you are, you know, a really hard worker. Like the fact that you have a book published and if you you go on to Abby's pages, Twitter, whatever, you see all the things you've done. Like how do you fit in guys? I mean, the good answer or the honest answer is I didn't for like two years after I sold my book. Um, you go into all these revision stages and edits with your editor at your publisher. And even before that, my agent that I had gotten wanted me to revise before we started selling. And that was a whole summer, literally three months, where I think I went out and did something social like twice, maybe. Um, And yeah, I think it's really hard. It's something that now that the book is out, I'm trying to rekindle all of my friendships and try and start dating again because I just, I am, and I'm the person where I feel guilty if I'm out doing something when I know I've got work to do. And especially like, I'm like, this is your dream. Don't fuck it up. Like, why would you do that? So I would just, I was kind of, very isolated for a very long time so your book was your boyfriend it was that and thank god Gwyneth Paltrow recommended a good vibrator on the goop holiday (laughs) gift guide what what is it tell the meatballs (laughs) what vibrator they should get Lilo L-E-L-O um it was on sale for like Black Friday or Cyber Monday or something but it's like I don't know it's not too 
crazy and so that's you through it gets you through um, yeah, you need again, something I'm sorry dad I'm not gonna like this <laughs> he's like a very respectable man so I feel bad oh um, you're so cute you're like a daddy's girl yeah <gasps> I love it um but yeah no so I haven't so that's why I'm really trying and I need to but I need to get better in the future of like because I feel like I give myself anxiety of the like this is like I feel like very Eminem like you only get one shot like do not miss your chance like you work your ass off on this and like who cares if it's a birthday like they're your friend the lenders and it was just it was a lot um but it was what I wanted and you know you got to sometimes sacrifice your dream like all the athletes and there you talk go. about they they sacrifice a lot so um I, do. but you do need to have a good work-life balance so I don't have a good answer I'm getting there if anybody has any tips they can reach out to me I know it's tough so how do you do me. it it's so hard I've honestly I need to do a little more of the like don't go out don't celebrate the birthday like people will understand because I've been just trying to do everything and it's I feel like certain work things are not failing but like I need to like start paying attention to that more and it's also too like I'm sure like you see your own potential and that if you really invested more that you could just get more out of it for yourself not for anything else but and like I know I would be like not feeling proud of myself if I when I would go out those one or two times or I would feel so guilty and like I've been really good I think at leaving earlier than I normally do okay you know so I think making an appearance and just being like I'm here I'm showing up for you I love you but I have to go that's a huge thing too showing up for your friends yeah just showing up it's huge I don't think that it can be discounted because people really appreciate it they do I know that I appreciate it when someone makes the effort even if it's for 10 minutes it's almost more it's more nice it's almost nicer when they do (laughs) because then you're like oh my god like you could only be here for 10 minutes and you still like got your ass in Uber or whatever and came to say hi. And, yeah. Like, just it's means true. No, it's hard. It's so sad that like we're like showing up means so much. But like in this day and age, there's so many options and so many things and it's just a lot. Yeah. It's fine. No, but I, I definitely, I think I, all the power to people who can juggle like relationships and Absolutely. career and friends and alone time. Like last Monday, I sat on the couch with Gabby Conti and watched The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening I just right now. Her. Oh my God, how, guys! Bachelorette scoop. How was Rachel? She was. She couldn't have been more lovely. And this is totally horrible I've never seen any bachelor bachelorette that's not horrible it is what it is I literally had to be like hey guys can I get some questions (laughs) I need help what's going on which is also what happens they don't send me to a lot of sporting events because they know I know nothing and they're gonna have to feed me everything well now Um, you know more about sports yeah now I can just text Jacqueline and be like ah I wish I have like a sports thing tomorrow (laughs) um so we'll see you Um, probably won't until September no uh no there's a ping pong thing tomorrow with a ton of sports stars that's cool with, oh yeah so are you going to it yeah oh my god i'll have to we'll chat after yeah i'll show it to you that's awesome um, but i don't even remember rachel we the bachelor yeah yeah so she was actually at this um oh god what is it uh not g uh sports illustrated fashionable 50 was the party oh and so i talked to her there she couldn't have been more lovely i asked her about her fiance and it's already like run the article so I'm not like yeah you're not yeah I'm not spoiling anything but what did she say I was asking her about her fiance and um if it was hard like after filming the show like them watching stuff back together and she said you know like 
it's fine for me but like I have people I have to answer to and he has a family he has to answer to and she said I said how long do you think you're gonna wait to get married and she said you know I think like a year because when you meet like this it's in a very different kind of situation and I said well what does he think and she said oh he's on the same page but he's hopeless romantic so I think that like he probably would do it sooner but he's just going along with whatever I say so I love that. Yeah, she was very Rachel Scoop. She was super. super, She's stunning in person. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, she's so hot. She's gorgeous. I love it. She's cool too. I think she's someone I'd want to hang out with. Yeah, just like the characters in your book, according to a source. I really, I really love them, and I love that you interjected so much like L.A. Hollywood lingo into it. I knew I was going to fall in love with the book the second I started reading it because I don't know if you know this, but my favorite place in Los Angeles is the Chateau Marmont. I did not know that. That's my favorite place. I live across the street from it. I love their spaghetti bolognese. Oh my God. So good. It's my happy place. I don't understand how your lead character afforded to go there as much as she did. She was expensing she, it. She expensed it. You're right. Yeah. Did, did you have a spot that you were able to just expense and like hang out with all the time? Maybe. At? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's okay. I tried to get it out of you. <laughs> I tried to do it. I know. We have, we've only gone through like half the bottle of champagne. <laughs> I'm not giving everything away. I, I was so excited about it. Like you have no idea. Like I felt like I was hanging out at Chateau Marmont. It really just is listening. kind of the coolest place because you feel like you're in a garden in Europe and... I don't know. It's just like, like it sounds so cheesy, but like magic happens there. Exactly. Like, there's just cool. It, there's like sexy vibes without it trying to be sexy. Yeah. I mean, nothing looks like, it's not like you're walking into like a boudoir no. or like no, nothing like that. But there's is something magical about it. When you walk through there, you're just like shit has gone down mm-hmm. here, you know, and most comfortable beds I've probably ever slept I've in. I've never or- stayed there, but a friend of mine just got married there in December, like in a suite. They did like, it was literally like six people. People. It was so nice. And That's we had such a good balcony. idea. Yeah, yeah. It was I really fun. Then we just ordered room service food up, and uh, they have really good burgers too. They do. I love they their burgers. Them. Do they still have the paella on the menu? Because that for a while was my that was your favorite. jam. Oh yeah. I don't know. A I good seafood paella. I need a good Chateau Marmont trip. Yeah, I haven't too. been back there in a while. But that was like the perfect setting. Yeah. I loved <laughs> the like hot mess celebrity like chick just with the bottle of vodka under the table. Yeah, that part. Jesus Christ. I mean, but I mean, you know, I'm sure you've seen some stuff, too. Like, yeah. it's not like I was very inspired by life. Um, <laughs> it's all fiction, but I wanted to take fun details from my life and from my friends lives and things that everyone has seen and kind of it's I always call it kind of like the Devil Wars Prada oh, of yeah. this world and give everybody a little fun peek behind the curtain but in a fun fictitious way and that's why you should read it because it's definitely true to life actually my the one time I was in like a gossip magazine it was because of Chateau Marmont shut up I was with my friend who would write stuff for like life and style and okay magazine oh God, you have to tell me who afterwards I know because I feel like you probably know, know her she's not in the industry at all now okay. lives in San Diego was engaged in doing like regular business non-entertainment things yeah (laughs) um she got out uh but we were there hanging out and we were in the lobby and all of a sudden Gerard Butler walked up to me and like started talking and like got my number and the next day I actually have the write-up I should show it to you in my bathroom the next day she like wrote this scoop to okay magazine and there was a whole thing about him like 
meeting a girl and like making out with her which did not happen we did not make out but like things can get fun that like i didn't care (laughs) i was like whatever it's fine it was fun because my name wasn't in it right but that was like oh wow that happened quick and that also on the flip side is like so hard but i feel like you have to be careful as a celebrity like you never know who you're talking to you never know who you're around you know, especially in this town, that opened my eyes up. I was like, oh, wow, there's probably like spies and people sitting around just like waiting for me to drop some knowledge or do something dumb. Not that I'm famous, but sometimes hang out with people that are in the yeah, public no, eye. It is. It's kind of a like, but also I think that you can get too paranoid about it mm-hmm. and then not live your life. You just got to live your yeah. life. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're not doing like something really stupid, I think it's fine. Yeah. And if you are, then you deserve to be talked yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or like, like I'll don't never be forget, an like, animal. You've, I'm sure you've been to like some of the after parties and the people that invite so many people over. It's like, well, what do you expect? Like, yeah. That's why like Justin Bieber had NDAs at his after party. But that's also such an asshole move. If you're going to have a party, like, don't make me sign a legal document without my attorney present. You that's know? so like, Come on. <laughs> I don't like, I, yeah, I've had to sign a few NDAs. Yeah. For certain things. For parties or and for like work? For parties and work. Oh, I've never done one for a party. Yeah. And like nothing ever happens. Nothing cool ever happens at a party where I have to sign the N- NDA yeah. for some Because everyone's already on like alert. Like it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like also, my. Like, you don't need to be invited like 200 people to your house. Like invite your fucking friends. Yeah. That are like going to have your back and not <laughs> rat you out. It's yeah, it's a lot. I also, I feel like when I'm hanging out alone with all my friends, like we have to like contain the Snapchatting and everything. Like I, I think there should be like a no cell phone rule after like 2 a.m. Yeah. Like if you're all hanging out, like nothing good ever happens after 2 a.m. No. Whenever I go to Palm Springs with my friends, a certain group of friends, there's always a no social media rule. I like, like you can't even take photos just for like between the group. But there's a no social media rule because yeah. you just kind of go there and like let loose. And yeah. No one wants to see like their eye drooping at 2.30 <sighs> in the morning and yeah. not looking good. How do you feel about group pictures? Like I think like I posted a group picture of all my friends and I today and I genuinely was like making sure everyone looked good and like used a good filter. But I think it's hard because sometimes you look great and your friends don't or vice versa. Yeah. Like what do you do? Do you and your friends have like an agreement between each other? We don't. I feel like I've definitely sent texts being like, I'm untagging myself from this. (laughs) There was one of me at a book signing recently, and it was just me. So I was literally, she took a photo of me signing something. And I'm not even going to say what I said because it was so politically incorrect. But I was like, I need to untag myself from this. Super happy you were there and like appreciate the support. (laughs) But like, this is like not going to be on my page that's um, so cool that you've done like book signings and tours like what has that been like for you it's so nice it's you know it's it's so like overwhelming to see like the amount of people that actually support you even just your friends or acquaintances that reach out to you and it's not one of those like oh they came from the woodwork and now they're trying to be nice like it's been really lovely to kind of see people that are just excited for you to do well um and then meeting people or I get a lot of tweets and stuff um, from people that are really, really sweet. And I didn't know that I would be so moved by some of them. You know, people, there's um the mother, not to give much away, but there's a storyline with the mother in the book and she has kind of a bit of a health crisis and people who have had family members that have been through a similar thing have reached out to me and said like, oh, like it was so great because I saw some of what my family has gone through reflected, but then I got to laugh and have all the like shallow, fun Hollywood elements. So that's been really nice because, you know, I've been, I was like, you write this in a hole, like half the time in the fetal position crying in my bed. And <laughs> therapy, like, the fa- again. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like, it's really nice to know that you 
made someone's day better because I can't be a doctor I can't I'm not gonna work for NASA but like if I can make someone who's going through a hard time or who's been through a hard time like laugh and smile for like three hours that's such an amazing well I I honestly think that's the best part about according to a source is that you do have like those fun just like Hollywood little like digs and like you know lingo in there and it's very hard, I think, to write a book that also is heartwarming and relatable and there's a message and like people like learn things. I love that your lead character goes through a breakup and thinks like that's it. Like that's the end of my world and I don't want to give something away, but she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. I think that's really hard for people. She goes through a shitty thing with a friend and I again don't want to give anything away and that's why you have to read it and yeah. this is not a sponsored post it's not. Um, <laughs> but I like love that because it made me feel okay about certain things that like I've gone through or am yeah. going through and I mean granted I do live in the city so it's right. much more relatable yeah, to know. me I was scared that some people might not find no, it but, but they did they did, you know it was found like a nice place like I'm, there's been a lovely woman Christy who she got an advanced reader copy from like a contest and she was in Alabama like it couldn't be more different and like from the beginning she's only like said and been so supportive and said such nice things to me on social media and like it's so nice well, to I think it's an people. escape also yeah. like there's so much shit going on in the world like this is just a fun read that you also like can relate to and that's yeah. the best part of it I did absolutely love so my obsession is Cool Ranch Doritos okay and I love <laughs> one of um, Ella's best friends kind of has like a meltdown moment and she like unleashes this like closet of like junk food and I love that they ate an entire bag of Cool Ranch Doritos I mean, so good. that's like I feel like that was just a fantasy I was trying to live out through characters oh I did that this weekend with my boyfriend which is not the sexiest thing in the world no that are you kidding that sounds so sexy to me (laughs) I just literally ate the whole bag instead of like picking up my food on like a date and like gingerly sipping on a beverage pretending like I don't want to just inhale it like I just want to be like I I was like I want red wine and corn juice No, I love that. And I loved all the little like references. Um, I feel like the pop star chick with the low slung jeans is Britney Spears. I'm not going to have you confirm it or not, but I got some Britney vibes from that. And I got some Justin Timberlake vibes from the other character. These are all fun things that you guys have to read the book for. Yeah, I guess we should say like the the characters, all the celebrities are blind items. Yeah. So in their archetypes. So I kind of chose them to move the story forward forward but I could have thought it might be one sort of celebrity and somebody else could have somebody totally different in mind so I say it's fun. a little bit choose your own adventure if you I remember love those books. that yeah. I love those books yeah <laughs> so I and yeah I think that's a really fun part of it that you kind of get to interact with and use your own imagination oh for sure no and I loved um the line not a star fucker but a rep ho that's me in real life <laughs> I think it's better you right? want to be with someone that's like power not uh, yeah fame. power businessman so sexy yeah someone sexier than the fame who's in charge of things Mm -hmm. and behind the scenes Mm -hmm. it's it's more fun for sure no and I did really appreciate the courtside basketball game I think a great first date I mean if you can afford the courtside tickets that's great but that's something that I think the what's your jersey listeners would appreciate there is sports involved in the story you don't know how hard it was for me to do the blind (laughs) item for that character because I'm like oh sports Mm." I literally my um writing partner does I would ask him like so would this like happen at a game I was literally having to text him such a dunce about all of that stuff I've been to one no two Lakers games since I've lived here for 15 I've only lived I've been to one okay and I've 
lived here for 10. Okay. So we need to step up our Laker yeah. game. Um, I, I think that's um, definitely important. I love that you called her a bandwagoner. That, again, that's me because like when the New Orleans Saints were in the Super Bowl, I was all like, fuck yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Even though I knew nothing. I'd been to like five games my entire life. My dad watched it on TV all the time and I'd be like, like I'm going in the other room. That's like, so funny how yeah. different people are because I was I the opposite where I sat and like watched and like hearing a football game in the background is like home to me. I still don't know the rules. Like, I mean, I know the basic ones, but I st- like a down is like a certain number of yards. <laughs> I mean, that's good. Look at you. I think that's cute. It's great. Um, what else did I want to talk to you about? Oh, um, you, this is, these are just like random tidbits okay. about your life. Yeah. You auditioned for the Chelsea Handler sitcom. I did. What yes. was that like? I so, love audition stories. Yeah. So, um, it was, I think the reason probably came up with, was with Amy Phillips. Yeah. Um, so I, as I said, within my stand up, I did, um, a Rachel Zoe impression and I had done a Rachel Zoe video called the Rachel Zoe weight loss program, where it was basically me dressed up as Rachel trying to give diet tips, which, yeah. Um, and then this other video had come out and it was Rachel Zoe at a grocery store and it was phenomenal. And I was in such awe and it was Amy Phillips. And I remember my manager at the time had got me in for this audition. The role, spoiler alert, went to Laura Prepon, but like she did okay, you know? Yeah. Um, and I saw Amy's name on the audition, on the call sheet, because you sign in. Yeah. And I literally like beeline for her. And I was like, oh my God, I do a video of Rachel Zoe. You do too, but yours is so much better. And I'm like so obsessed with you. I've like watched it a million times. She was like, oh, she was very kind and sweet. And like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, no, you're like fucking amazing. She is. She's great. Um, yeah. But so no, I thought the audition went great, but I didn't get a call back and Laura Prevon got the role. So uh, yeah. But so meeting Amy was like so cool for me. And so then... She'd only done that one at the time. And then she started doing a few things. She did a video with Rachel. And then I was like, whoa, big time. Like, this girl's awesome. And then cuts like, watch what happens live. She's doing all of them. Like, I mean. She does such good housewives. So incredibly talented. Do you have talented. a favorite one that she does? I love Bethany. When she does <laughs> Bethany. <laughs> but she's so good. And then she has her own show. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, I know we met like so briefly, like X amount of years ago. But it's so cool to like have seen you and like from afar because like I hadn't been in touch with her obviously and it was just so cool to be like oh my god like we're just like in an audition room together like but that's so cool for you I feel like that's probably how you've conducted a lot of your career moves just going up and like saying like I'm a fan like I love this because you have to be like kind of like I hate to say shameless because I don't want to attach that to it but like you just gotta go for it and like I get a ton of no's about things like trust me I get a lot of no's that's refreshing to hear you get a lot of yeses too when you just ask yeah you just have to put it out there see that's something I think people need to take away you just have to ask like for what you want. Yeah. You know, and maybe you'll get one out of the 10 things you want, but you got that one thing. Yeah, that's what I always say. Like, I think that's you would really never important. get one if you don't say anything. Yeah, no, that's so true. I love her Ramona singer impression. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's so good. She's good. I love her um, Shannon Bedore, too. Oh, have you been watching the new I season have, of The OC? I, have. I mean, I don't know. I saw the first two episodes, I want to say. I don't know. I, the new one, the like the Persian princess. I mean, her introduction, just them at this big family dinner with like the towers of seafood and him just presenting her with all these diamond necklaces and bracelets. I'm like, come on. I, I thought we kind of gotten away from like the show off your shit. Part yeah, of Real that's not it, it, it just me immediately. I'm like, I don't like them. Yeah. 
like just but then you hear she had breast cancer or like had the double mastectomy yeah and you're, and like, you're like oh now i feel uh, like an asshole <laughs> now i'm a dick yeah like, i'm going to hell maybe lead with that though yeah. <laughs> like so then we're like oh she deserves all those yeah. things you know i don't know bad editing maybe yeah what's going on andy I cohen i um and the shannon and the ugh. i feel so bad for her i just don't i, I mean feel like she needs to go to therapy though because like it's not willpower. It's not that you don't have self-control. That's like definitely manifest. There's a lot going on. Yeah. I've, uh, for her. they've I been through therapy though, for, but only for the affair. I think she then has other, other shit. I think it's going to be a good season though. I'm yeah. going to keep watching. I love all, I love New New York. They're making oh me God. happy right I'm so now. I'm excited tonight for tonight. Oh, tonight it's on tonight. Yeah. This will come out after it's come on, but what's, what's tonight about? I forget. It's Mexico part two. Yes. <laughs> a f- good girlfriend. I'll tell you off the air. A good girlfriend of mine is an editor or was editing that show. And so I'll always text her. Um, Some about scoop. Stuff, and like, she'll always like, I'm like, what's going on with this? And she'll like, oh, what? but then, yeah, she's great. I love it. All the Vanderpump kids are in Mexico right now, too. Oh, are they? Yeah. I love that all these Mexico trips are yeah. happening. I, they went to Mexico before, though. Yeah. Have they? I think probably. Oh, yeah. Her, yeah. They went to, I think it was Acapulco. Now they're in Playa del Carmen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just bravo pay for this it's got they got to they do yeah. they God, pay for see, those trips isn't that, that crazy so nice. it's great get on a bravo show yeah. you'll it'll be fun yeah but then uh, very I, dramatic I, like i said i put my foot in my mouth a lot so i don't know if i want to do that. i know that's the thing <laughs> yeah i'd rather just do the podcast yeah. for now cool well is there anything else you want people to know about your book or um, what's coming up for you i mean i'm working on a bunch of different stuff which hopefully i'll be able to like sell great <laughs> um some more books and some other tv projects um yeah no it's just a really fun light-hearted beach read but as you said it's really got a lot of heart as well and yeah it kind of just i hope hooks you from the first page and it does delve in. it's a really fun it's great for travel people have read it on planes i read um, it in like two days yeah, yeah i had a friend that was on a she was on a beach in Croatia and talked to me. She read it in four hours. I'm like, oh, it only took me X amount of years to write and you housed it in two or in four hours. Great. I feel good, guys. Um, You're like, thank you so much. Yeah, I was like, write an Amazon review then. Um, there, yes, write an Amazon review. And please, Meatballs, write a review for us and give us five stars yes, on iTunes. Definitely. But I think, no, that's it. Thank you for having me. I had such a No, you're not time. done. You're oh, doing your Lady oh. Gaga read. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Now I get to use my acting skills. Exactly. So yeah, no. Okay. So I picked this one. I think it's very on brand for okay. according to paparazzi? a source. Oh, oh, you guessed it. Yes. <laughs> well, at least you're familiar with the song. Yes. Some people, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're familiar or not. You can pick whatever you want um, okay. and you can do it in Louisiana accent. You could do it in oh, how you I think Ella is just me. Do it as you. As, okay. You just, you do you now. All right. I feel like I got to take that like, you know, bow your head moment. Oh, it's fine. I'll talk about why we do the Lady Gaga read in case you are a new listener. I do a Lady Gaga read because she retweeted a parody I did with Gabby Conti a few months ago. And she is our goals guest for What's Your Jersey. So if you know Lady Gaga or anyone that knows Lady Gaga, if you know like the person. Ooh, to get to, you got to get to him because I heard you talk about right. defiant ones and oh. like I'm so obsessed too we'll have to talk off air oh I'm yes like, changed my life like I was literally like, working to like 4am after I watched that every night oh yeah that series is game changer watch the defiant mm-hmm. ones if you haven't watched it yet it's so 
good. I need Jimmy Iovine. I love the part with her on it mm-hmm. where he I was. I he's like, isn't it nice to be a headliner? You know? And you're just like, that's like the dream, right? For like the Jimmy Iovine. Like, nah. That gave me such chills. And I want, I need to meet G- Jimmy Iovine. He's right? an Italian from New York. I feel like, I feel like he could be like an uncle for me. I know some me. people at Beats. So oh. might, I don't know if like, I, I mean, mean, they're in PR. They're the great perfect. ladies though. So maybe we'll have to set some, see if we can. Maybe like, just drinks. We'll yeah. do drinks. Yeah. <laughs> we could set that up. He's not busy at all. But yeah. Well, we'll try and figure something out. You know. Yeah. So Jimmy Iovine, um, I'm going to give you more time. Uh, the part that Abby's talking about, he um, is a producer, works with Dr. Dre, works with Lady Gaga. I like to call her Lady Gaga, <laughs> whatever, Lady Gaga. And it's really cool. He was with her from the beginning of her career. And they show him walking into her dressing room at Coachella. just being like, isn't it nice to be the headliner? And he's just so cute and cool with her. And it was great to see. Anyway, we want Jimmy on the podcast. We want Lady Gaga on the podcast. So if anyone knows anyone, let me know. Are you ready for... Yeah, let's just... We'll give it a spin and see how it goes. You do it, girl. Mm. Paparazzi by Lady Gaga. We are the crowd. We're coming out. Got a flash on. It's true. Need that picture of you. It's so magical. We'd be so fantastical. Leather and jeans. We're rock glamorous. Not sure what it means, but this photo of us, it don't have a price. (laughs) Ready for those flashing lights. Because you know, baby, you know that baby, I... I'm your biggest fan. I'll follow you until you love me. Papa, paparazzi. (laughs) Baby, there's no other superstar. You know that I'll be your papa, paparazzi. Promise I'll be kind, but I won't stop until that boy is mine. Baby, you'll be famous. Chase you down until you love me. Papa, paparazzi. (laughs) I'll be a girl backstage at your show. Velvet ropes and guitars. Yeah, because you're my rock star in between the sets. Eyeliner and cigarettes. Shadow is burnt. Yellow dance and we turn. My lashes are dry. Purple teardrops. <laughs> yes. That, that was, was so fun. I Wait, know. now I'm like literally like I have to go back to acting. Class. <laughs> exactly. That was so much fun. Oh my God. I feel like I wish there could be sound bites on your Bumble profile. I feel like that oh would be, God. that would be great to put on there. Oh, that's not, that's not that I feel like also that, that's like listening to Ella slash Bella, like read something. Oh yeah. That sounded like her. Like that's exactly, I feel like that's the tone of your book. It is a little bit. Yes. Perfect. Well, you killed that you. and you killed this podcast, Abby Stern. Oh, thank you so much. No. It's such a fun time. Thank you so much for the rosé. Oh, yeah. Girl. Thank you for the book and the nice guys. She wrote the nicest note um, inside the book. Actually, can we maybe do a giveaway for the meatballs? Uh, we absolutely can. Whoever we'll, writes yep. in, we'll get a little I'll note. A, I'll sign a copy and I we'll do something that. on like, our Instagrams and cross. Yeah. So you can you know, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah tell, pimp yourself out. Tell everyone yeah. how they can find you. Um, so on Instagram, I'm at Abby Stern and the same on Twitter and then on Facebook at Abby Stern stern writer and we'll do something where they have to like you know also like listen to your podcast yeah, yeah so. send a review and shout us yeah, out and because it's awesome <laughs> because you guys i literally like emailed her because i was a fan of her podcast and asked to come on the show because i thought it was so fun i'm blushing and not because i've had rosé um you're so sweet thank you and you can find me at jacqueline marfuji j-a-c-l-y-n-m-a-r-f-u-g-g-i i never normally spell it out but someone on another podcast was like it's not easy to find <laughs> you need to spell it so yeah find me on all the social media 
things or just email us at what's your jersey at gmail.com thank you so much for being here you. you're awesome and guys meatballs thank you for listening have a great weekend and i'll catch you on the flip side bye because you were born this way